Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. I was certain that I saw him watching me. You pretend like you moved on, but you're actually just obsessed with death. What are you going to do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming. But this time, something feels different. He's more dangerous. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you It's the 13th movie featuring Michael Myers, but is it the last? That's the question we're going to ask on this week's episode of Mad About Movies. Welcome in. I'm Kent, joined by my co-hosts, Richard and Brian. Richard, getting real close to being a dad. So uh, if Richard ducks out, maybe middle of his podcast, (laughs) then he might not be back for a few months. So if that happens, just know he's about to enter a whole new world. Yeah. Since Brian has his kid, we've, we give six months of paternity leave now from the podcast. Mm -hmm, Yeah. We're trying to, we're trying to be very Euro early. Yeah. 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 You were still under Texas law. It was weird when Brian was podcasting in the delivery room. Mm -hmm. It was like, that's what I had to do for my contract. You know, it was, yeah, uh, we, we told him, I said, that's fine. You can take. We gotta time. build like, this thing, Brian. We <laughs> gotta remember, build it. Batman Shane is out there. That's all I'm right. gonna say. You yeah. know, it was our podcast was in its infancy. I was nervous about being replaced. I see what you did there. It's mm-hmm. tough. Infancy. Wow. I like that. Infancy. What a pro. Pros pro. Boom. Boom. That, yeah. yeah. That. Uh, I'm, so, I'm excited, so, Arby. This it's coming. It's coming. Are you gonna reveal soon. the name on the pod, or we're gonna have to find out by mm, an Instagram post some some O'Connor. sometime. No, I did, we I found think, out about it on the pod. I didn't yeah. had no idea until you announced it Same. live here Same. on the show. That was a good move. Very exciting. I think you guys will probably we'll see. You know, we've all had our falling outs, but I would think that you guys will probably get a text. Do you I think do you have the baby's name hanging down already in the nursery, like in cute letters? Um, Is it already at that level? No, just neon. Neon sign, which is terrible for the kid, but <laughs> it kind of fits our. Flamingo. To be a legend, though. Yeah, so, we I mean, went with kind of like a Palm Springs in the '60s vibe for the for, for the nursery, <laughs> like a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we did. We want to go Margaritaville, Margaritaville tailgate. So it's just a Jimmy so. Buffett themed nursery. <laughs> yeah, all Hawaiian <laughs> print. What's funny is we didn't have to special order anything. All that stuff just exists. That, that you right, probably right. get like a Margaritaville branded. Um, formula mixer and stuff <laughs> like, not even kidding you know that guy will put that name on anything Legend. look i'm a parrot head what do you think i'm gonna do mix this formula without a jimmy buffett personalized formula right. mixer come on so come on man yeah you Welcome know what to the world james <laughs> edward barden that's hey jimmy? great guess great guess great guess it's You'll a find j out. 
Interesting. It's James. Could be James. Jimothy. Oh, that's that. Mm. It's not James Edward. It's James. Yeah. Is it Jason, but spelled like Jason Tatum because of how much you love Jason Tatum? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay. Sweet. Sweet, sweet. You guys are close. James yeah. after LeBron James, right? Yeah. Just a kid from James Akron. Dwayne. Wasn't even supposed to be here. Barton. That's, hey, Kent, like, that's not funny. <laughs> like, all, I mean, all these jokes yeah. are fine, but you you named my my son, my child, after Dwayne Wade. That's where I draw the yeah. line. You took Sorry. it too far, dude. You took we'll it too far. Walk we'll get to the walk, main. Walk that one back. It's fine. Adolf, funny. All of the different stuff, funny. But yeah, how look, we all have to you. have rules, okay? Like, this is a society. Come on. You know what's funny? I went to a party this summer at our friend's house, and there was a guy there, a neighbor of theirs. And he was like, hey, I brought this, uh, I got this at a, some sort of, like one of those pawn auctions or an estate sale or something. He had a Margaritaville <laughs> margarita machine, like a <laughs> like a industrial one. Incredible margarita. Huge fan. Wow. <laughs> Huge fan nice. of their work. <laughs> nice. It was better than any at-home margarita I'd ever had. It, like, you guys been to Mariano's? Uh, In Arlington? The Italian restaurant? No, Mariano's is the uh, the place where they made the first frozen mark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah, Arlington, yeah. Nice. they have like a nice. plaque from the sure U.S. something there. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's supposed to be the the OG frozen mark. I love a mark right there man. over by uh, Jerry World. I wish my favorite cocktail was something cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I'm being like truly honest, it's probably just a margarita. Nothing mm-hmm. better. It's well, cool if you don't get like the giant glass and the salt yeah. on the rim, which I, which is I have no problem ordering Could you that. Put this in a normal I'm fine glass with that. For me? Thank you. Yeah. yeah, but like if you get a small glass, like a like a, a regular margarita, it can look mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it can. It's just you know, it's like saying my favorite band, the Beatles, but they are probably yeah, but sure. Yeah, it's just a very obvious choice. But love a margarita. Yeah, yeah. but I I on. what I do is I keep hard my to cup. mess up too. That's a good yeah. one as well. It is hard um, to mess it up, yeah. I keep my cup, though, from um, like when I go to the Cowboys game, like the big one that has like the handle in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's like three feet long. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. bring that to nice cocktail bars, and I say, Your yard. This, though. Yeah. yeah. Fill this up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rocks, though. I want to see you shake it into this. Just Take trying to push away, one my ice cube at a time down <laughs> through the tube. for that last shaker of salt, just, man. Let's go. <laughs> have you seen some of the custom cocktails that they have at MacGuffin's at AMC? I look at I, I always go, laugh at the yeah, themed Because they always have like a specialty one. Yeah, yeah. Like a new one. A themed one. Jordan yeah. Peele cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had like a Downton Peel. Abbey one <laughs> very recently <laughs> for Downton Abbey 2. So like the, the the Downton Abbey Manhattan. Did they have a seventeen ninety five? I thought of a great <laughs> joke. I'll text it to you guys later. I've Not always said I, that the only you, you know, hi guys. I don't come out very much. You know, got a lot a lot going on. I met you guys yeah. out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did good. But time. Uh, which was awesome. But the the only bar I go to is MacGuffins. Like mm-hmm. if it's yeah. you go, if you guys want me to come out, just just get me get me into what MacGuffins. about Rainforest Cafe? We I'm used good. to do the. I'm the only do... regular in the history of MacGuffins. <laughs> this local. guy comes in every day, doesn't even see a movie, just pays four o- times overpays for every else. drink. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just loves yeah. MacGuffins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just orders a Blue Moon. That'll be fourteen seventy five. Ah, perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Here's the twenty. Keep the change. <laughs> obviously, keep them coming. 
least it's not convenient either. I got to park in the garage. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just not it. Never. Long day at work, you know, just had to settle in. The theater, the theater (laughs) poll for Halloween ends was, was pretty impressive, fellas. Uh, Considering they put this thing out on, on Peacock uh, day and date, which surprised Mm -hmm. me. Like, I, I think we're fully past the, Thank God. I don't know. Oh, we we met, we might need to put this only on streaming. Like, okay, either put it on streaming because it can work to bump your numbers mm-hmm. for your streaming service, or put it out in theaters because it's a movie that should be in theaters. I don't I don't understand the the day and date. Maybe it was something they signed uh, two years ago when they did Halloween Kills on uh, on Peacock, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll just do the we'll just buy the next one as part of the package. Maybe that's what happened. I but think maybe um, or yeah, I don't know. I think they can do it with Peacock because I don't think anyone other than soccer nerds has Peacock. So they can barely, you can do the simultaneous release and it will still do well. Like if you do Netflix and theatrical, mm-hmm. no one's going to go see your movie. But if you do Peacock or theatrical, it's like I could drive, buy two tickets or forty bucks, get popcorn, get a babysitter, <laughs> or just sign up for Peacock. Yeah, I got to go option A. Got to, you know, gotta wait. Yeah. What am I going to be? Someone that has Peacock? I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that It surprised me, to be quite honest with you, the box office pull that it had, despite the fact know. that you could just pay eight bucks or sign up for a trial of Peacock and, and watch the movie <laughs> at home. Uh, but what we've said over the past few weeks coming into these shows, people like scary movies in October. Smile has been killing it in the box mm-hmm. office. And so there is definitely an attraction to having a scary movie that you can go to your friends with around Halloween. Uh, certainly a Michael Myers movie is going to increase the potential for that. I mean, but I mean, this thing made opening weekend, 40 million Crazy. <laughs> on a movie that, uh, like I said, if you live in the U.S., you just you can buy a download an app and essentially watch it. And so a lot of people chose to take the route of let's go out, let's go see this, maybe with friends. You want to maybe have that theater experience with a, a movie like this, which I can kind of understand. But honestly, I thought it would take way more of a hit. Um, Halloween Kills opening weekend was $50 million, and Halloween – was 75 million the pre-covid one the uh, original absolutely absolutely destroyed but this thing cost 20 million dollars to make so they doubled their pro- their cost basically the first weekend these things are printing money essentially and i will get to spoilers a, a little bit later but i just don't um i don't see how they can stop making these with how popular and successful they are, everybody's talking about them, and um, they're super cheap to make. Uh, you can put them out on multiple services, and people are still going to go see them. Like, there's honestly nothing that can stop these movies uh, from people going and seeing them. D- this one was terribly received on all fronts, and it mm-hmm. made a crap load of money. So, <laughs> it, it really. Like if it has Michael Myers, it feels like you're printing money at this point. And so uh, I know this one's called Halloween Ends, and I know there's uh, you know things to talk about in terms of where they could go and might go from here if they go anywhere. But 
for them to just say we're done with Halloween, I don't buy it at all for a second. <laughs> but they, yeah, I almost spoiled the whole movie. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would like for it to maybe it's aspirational for me. Like Halloween ends because I hated this, so it would yeah. it would be great for these to be done. They'll I just think. reboot it in seven years, yeah. or, or honest yeah. to God, four years, because yeah. no one's gonna. No, right. the fact no that this did money and they'll just do it something different with it right right <laughs> i think right it just won't it just won't be this group of producers and directors and writers it'll just be someone else it right. won't be the david gordon green take on no it'll mm-hmm. it'll yeah. be please it. don't destroy his halloween you know in just yeah. five years and they'll they'll do it again <laughs> and it'll be hey, now i'm interested yeah <laughs> yeah gosh they're one with brendan gleason i don't know if you saw that last week it was so funny yeah, yeah. you're not it, in high school <laughs> <laughs> the first one made 300 million almost worldwide. The second one made 130 and this one's already made 60 million. So you're going to be like a half a bill when it's all said and done on a 50 million dollar investment, which is a uh, which is pretty incredible. This series has been by far the most popular version of Halloween when it when it comes to the box office. I mean, adjusted for inflation, I uh, I I don't know about the first Halloween made seventy million back in nineteen seventy eight. So um, maybe that equates to half a billion in today's dollars. I don't think so, mm. but um, yeah, it's as popular as ever. And so here we are with the third and maybe final Halloween film, Halloween Ends, the third one from David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, their version of it with John Carpenter kind of alongside them producing and doing the score. We have Jamie Lee Curtis back in as Laurie Strode. We have Will Patton back in the cast this time. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm with you, Brian. Um, If they stopped making Halloween movies forever, I'd be fine with that. That's fine. We've got 13 of them. They're fun. You can go back and rewatch them They're They all, you know, have certain things about them that, uh, I guess one could enjoy the way they ended this felt like, okay, we want to reboot Halloween. Here's how we reboot it. Here's the setup, right? Uh, Halloween one, essentially that movie. Mm -hmm. And here's the ending, but everything from then, from the beginning to the end, we have no clue what it is. We don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what it is to be quite honest with you. Because people are going to come see this anyway. That's what it felt like. That's what this movie felt like. It felt like the last 20 minutes of this felt really true to Halloween. And uh, that first Halloween 2018 movie, I went back and, and rewatched it, holds up. And still, great setup. Great, great scary slasher movie. Really natural way to bring Laurie Strode back in. I, I like that, the way they went about that character. Uh, sure, certainly there's things you can... Um, not enjoy about it, but I think overall, really fun reboot. The second one strays way further from that path, but still has some memorable moments and kills. This one, I mean, the first, you know, 90 minutes of this didn't feel like David Gordon Green, didn't feel like part of this universe at all, despite it having, I guess, Lori's granddaughter heavily involved in it. The Corey character didn't understand that at all. The way they went about Michael Myers didn't didn't care for that at all. Um, it felt like 
just a means to an end to get Lori and Michael Myers in the same room at the end of this thing and uh, let let that play itself out. But like, man, what a mess. <laughs> what a mess this thing was. It was super boring. And um, I, I, I think what you pay for in these, and I think what Halloween Kills kind of understood, it's like people just want to see Michael Myers destroying people in these movies. And if there's a good story to go along with it, that's great. But we we pay for Michael Myers. This movie didn't really understand that and uh, didn't care. There's a lot I can uh, get mm-hmm. to right here, but I want to throw it to uh, Brian first, because mm-hmm. Brian, you're not the horror movie guy. You always surprise me mm-hmm. with like, yep, I'll see that one whenever we're talking about it, because I always assume you're out when it's a slasher horror movie. But you're you're into this one. I still screw trying to figure John Mayer out. I want to figure Brian Gill out first. <laughs> like I want to figure this guy out. Uh, uh, so you were into this one? Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I watched this one. I'll be honest. If if uh, if Arby's due date was uh, a little little later, I probably would have said, "Cool, I'm out." Uh, but I wanted to make sure that I saw it in case in case we got a text tonight. You know, and Richard was. Headed to uh, to the hospital. Um, so um, I, I think, don't believe in medical science. It will. <laughs> that's true. Oh my bad. Yeah. I'm headed to the bathroom. Sorry guys. Uh, for <laughs> yeah. different than normal. Um, the the deal is, I think that you know, Kent and I, Kent, you and I talked about the thing last week in the VIP. I think that's yeah. the best horror movie of all time. And I think that if the thing is not the best horror movie of all time, then Halloween is. I think it's a great movie. Really well done. Uh, Carpenter's, Carpenter's a genius. Cool. Yeah. yeah, all this stuff. Um, I thought that the every Halloween between the original Halloween and Halloween 2018 is terrible. Um, I liked the setup on 2018. I've, Me too. I, I'm I'm with you. Can't it, it 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 made sense. Um, it it had a it had a real understanding of of what makes this work. I think. And, and then kind of modernized it. Like the whole podcast thing was a really, I, I, that's definitely getting overdone at this point in movies and TV, but that was a really smart way to, uh, to do that and, and to kind of bring, you know, again, modern stuff into, uh, the story. And they only go there for like the beginning. I don't want to spoil it, but like it's not this move, this entire series isn't like true crime podcast on Michael Mm -hmm. Myers, which, which is very, is a huge relief in my opinion. For sure, for sure. Um, so that was that. I mean, the the second one, I didn't see. Uh, it wasn't a conscious. I'm not seeing that. It was like a weird. I couldn't be there that week, and so I was kind of like, all right, it's fine. I'm not going to watch it if I'm not going to do the episode. Um, so I just did the Wikipedia thing and like, all right, cool. I I get it. I understand what what uh, what happened in this thing. Um, this was terrible. Like this was the. This is the kind of when I say I don't like horror movies, this is what I'm talking about. Like this is the the this is so poorly done. I thought we were done with this kind of horror movie, to be honest with you. Like this feels like something that got made in 1986. Um mm-hmm. and it's it's the it is the epitome of cheesy bad horror. Um and there's just there is nothing like the whole plot with Corey is the dumbest thing I've seen in a movie this year. And I've seen the bubble, you know, I mean, it was so, so bad. And that's, that's like 75% of the movie. I, I don't know, man, it's unfathomable to me that the same group of people that 
that I think understood the, this this uh, this story and these movies or what this whole thing is trying to do so well in 2018 have lost it so badly by 2022. It's this was terrible, terrible movie to me. Yeah, Richard, you're a you're a fan of these. You've done all these episodes. By the way, I encourage the listener to go back and and listen to those uh, reviews. Yeah, because they're still available. But uh, Richard. Where did you fall on this one? Well, I'm, as you guys know, I'm I'm only Halloween H2O. You know, that's my sort of <laughs> source of truth. All of that. No, I like 2018 a lot. I hate the title of it. Um, mm-hmm. As we've talked about, that's something, a, a new trend in horror where they just name things after the original. Um, and then they're not, they're not remakes. They're sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, that's bizarre. But yeah, but thought it was very good really enjoyed it thought their sensibility was perfect for it was excited for the sequel hated the sequel um didn't think it was okay cool well maybe they're trying to stretch the story across two more movies maybe they weren't planning on making two more so all right maybe this is just pointless and it's just some michael myers stuff and then the third one maybe will be a little more back to the first one nope got worse way worse (laughs) uh so yeah it was a one movie (laughs) one movie wonder that uh through the miracles of, uh, you know, I get it. Film studios, want to, they're in it to make money, and these things make money. Um, sure. That they stretched a, a single movie kind of reimagining reboot that was really kind of fun into three that ruins it. Mm-hmm. Yep. As, <laughs> But they made X amount of, you know, they'll end up making a couple hundred million for their trouble. So I'm not really one to tell them not to do that, but except that I have to see them. Other than that, <laughs> it's fine. Right. Yeah, it felt like they had a, a movie's worth of material and they can stretch it out into three because it can make way more money that way. Uh, honestly, if they had ended it with Halloween 2018 and said this is the only one, that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But it felt yeah. like they were all in before before that point and they had probably already sh- shot a lot of the second and third ones in conjunction with that one. So it was always going to be a trilogy. Um the way they went about it, though, with this and the Corey character, the kid, the starting it out with knocking a kid off a a uh, balcony, I guess it was, or like your stairs, and that being the catalyst for this story was was quite odd to me. Here's what this mainly this movie doesn't understand, and I think uh, this probably goes a long way in why it's why it, it doesn't work is. This is the 13th Halloween movie, right? Mm-hmm. Why do they spend 10 minutes recapping us on mm-hmm. on Halloween? Why don't they just throw us into the story where Halloween 2, like it, it felt like, A, we're going into a completely different universe, and B, we're going to recap you on 13 movies worth of stuff. No one going to see this has no clue what, what the hell's going on, basically. I don't understand. No one, no yeah. one is seeing their first Halloween movie with Halloween ends. But right. maybe they are. But they don't also don't care if they yeah. are. And they're if they do, like, that's on them. Yeah, yeah. they're they're just yeah. in it for if if this is their first Halloween movie, they're probably sixteen. They're in it for some jump scares. You don't mm-hmm. have to. Yeah, you don't have to recite. Right. Them yes, make them you, go back and watch it. the other ones. Yeah, you get it with twenty eighteen, right? Like that's a spot yeah. where you can kind of do. Totally. This is like a. Soft reboot in a way, yeah. so we we can Set do some kind of recapping. Of this, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You don't need it in in this one. Like that's 
And honestly, you're you're not treating your audience with respect when you right. when you do that at this point. I thought that's uh, what the second one actually understood pretty well. It's like let's just throw them back right into the movie and continue basically where the first one left off. And I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty smart. This one had no clue to do that. Uh, Michael Ly- Myers, I hate this too about the way Dave Gordon Green has gone about about this is the whole idea of Michael Myers isn't here, but he left us in fear. That's the real killer. No, Michael Myers is the freaking killer. He's got a knife. That's the movie. Okay? He kills people in increasingly gross ways. That's the thing. That's what we're we're concerned about. Not not the existential terror of Michael Myers. I don't know. It's and certainly not that his like it's like the the Cosmo that his Kramer spirit has embodied another yeah, person. Yeah, the Cosmo Kramer like, bit of like taking idea. oh, I went into the department store, I took all of the uh moisture packets out of all their clothes and <laughs> and it's going to pay off in 10 years. Like we're going to kill them slowly with depression. That yeah. was that was Michael Myers' plan this entire no. What makes Halloween great is you got a freaking psycho with a knife and we yeah. got to get away from him or kill him. That's so I hate like, – I had totally forgotten about the January 6th scene and in Halloween Kills and like, we're the real killers was was so – he's turning us into monsters is just so dumb and so Adam McKay to go there. Yeah. And it's like just stick to slashing and what makes – these movies great and they stray away from that so much in this series that it just, but, but at the same time have so much genuine love and like, you can tell just like they understand what made Halloween great, but they don't stay with that the entire Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like they want to, they want to carve their own path for no particular reason other than to do it. It's like, no, just, just kind of stick with the vibe that's been that's been established, and I and I think you'll be okay. That uh, that makes sense. Um, the Willie the Kid DJ thing was so dumb, horrible. This it's entire horrible. movie like felt like they were just trying to do a message on bullying and how bullying is is really bad. And there's some like really like you talked about uh, the '80s, Brian, and yeah. how this felt like kind of an '80s slasher movie with with cliche scenes and and moments i mean Mm -hmm. there's nothing more cliche than like nerdy kids gonna get pushed around by dude in a letter jacket right Mm -hmm. and these the guy Corey, he looks 29 are we trying that (laughs) this guy's in in high school like that didn't work for me oh man that was very cliche the entire bullying storyline with the with the entire Corey element was mm-hmm. was just a a walking talking horror movie cliche and it was uh maybe that's the point but nice hated it Corey. <laughs> yeah i i don't i mean maybe that's the point i i get that we do in this day and age where so many movies are reboots or remakes or sequels or prequels or whatever else like we're used to Fan service, we're used to homage, we're used to, uh, we're going to kind of, we're going to play it in a way that's going to seem similar to the, the movies that came before it and all this kind of thing. But also that has to be good. Like, we, let's let's do homage to good stuff. Like, not, 
the worst parts of of horror movies. It, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the person to speak to that because I don't love horror movies. But genuinely, as I was watching this, there were so many times where I just felt like this has been done so many times, but but mostly not in the last twenty or thirty years. I really thought we were past this stuff. It's the whole concept of this guy comes in contact with Michael Myers and then suddenly just starts murdering people. He like, that is, is Michael such Myers. such a bad so 80s dumb. vibe. It's, it's so, so bad, man. I yeah. hated I hated that. And that's the whole movie. <laughs> the, I mean, it's yeah. the whole movie. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get that at all. Yeah, that was bad. The grocery store scene was 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 pretty bad between Lori and Frank. And mm-hmm. I think Dave Gordon Green's probably the first director though in history to to put Don't Don't Fear the Reaper in a horror movie. I mean, that was <laughs> seriously that was sympathy for the devil level multiple times in this was uh was not good laugh out loud funny (laughs) i don't understand how michael myers has been living for four years as a homeless guy like how's he eating does he eat people kill people and eat them i don't i don't know felt a little felt a little odd (laughs) yeah there's a lot of stuff that don't really doesn't really make sense to me personally on that front I don't know why Michael Myers, when he grabs Corey, it, it reminds Corey of the kid dying. That had nothing to do with Michael Myers, didn't it? Was he? I don't, what, what were they trying to say there? Like they're trying to make a connection that just doesn't work at all. I yeah, I, I'm I'm not kidding. I just I really I really don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I really genuinely don't understand how this got out of the writers' room. It's. Because it start had Michael Myers in it, yeah, I I get that. I'm, right, <laughs> but like then, like if you're gonna do that, let's, let's make a Michael Myers movie, not his like weird proxy. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And the, and then the actor was terrible, terrible. I mean that that definitely didn't help. If if it's <laughs> you know if that's like Adam Driver or somebody, maybe maybe this is a little bit better, but good gracious, this this guy, whew, not so good, and I just, <laughs> I really, I really didn't understand. I kept kind of waiting for, all right, this is going to take a twist at some point, we're going to get to the, we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of this thing, and then, uh, you know, and once it gets past, you know, an hour, hour 10, you're like, okay, no, this, like, this is the movie? Okay, okay. all right, well, I guess I need to adjust my expectation of what what's happening here because i thought i was watching a michael myers movie but but obviously obviously not uh it's a weird deal i don't get it at least what you want minimum with these is some cool kills right mm-hmm. like the, you can go back man that was crazy when he you know did that with the chainsaw that was not you know do you want to have those moments when you leave these i think this movie had like one of those <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. it was the uh the painting, like sticking the person yeah. to a painting, like a work of sure. art. I thought that was a, a pretty funny, funny moment. But like, that was it. It's the only one that, that sticks out in my mind or the only one I remember enough to uh, to have that thought other than uh, I guess we'll get there a little bit later. But yeah, that was the only, mm-hmm. only moment. Mm-hmm. And then the moment that I did kind of like with Corey, though, like they could have gone about this in a different way was the conversation he has with Lori of like, you secretly want him to come back. Like you love this. Don't you? Like you like this hunt. And I think that's something interesting that you can explore with this. 
It's just that dynamic of them kind of thriving off each other. And she's lived in Haddonfield how long now? She could go anywhere. Why is she staying in this town, right? So I think there's something about it that she kind of secretly likes. And I liked that they brought that up in uh, in the movie. Could have explored that a little more differently, but hey. Mm-hmm. Or better. Yeah, I agree. Yes, better. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to some spoiler talk now. So spoilers coming up for Halloween ends. If you have not seen it, don't want to be spoiled. Stop listening. Okay. We get them in the room together. Lori, Allison, the daughter, and Corey, who uh, kills himself, by the way. But uh, Lori picks up the knife and Allison thinks that uh, Lori killed her, which is a classic cinematic moment, but made no sense here. I mean the end was she still pissed and didn't really like didn't really follow that story up much at all kind of left it open-ended but we assume that, that they never well, talked again rise of the dawn of the halloween will follow that up <laughs> yeah i guess so i guess so so we get them together they basically crucify him like on the mm-hmm. island of this thing yeah. i don't know what why they were going with a biblical reference there but uh it is what it is, and I thought the moment of, like, we have to strap him to the roof of the car because of what happened in the first one where he they put him in the back and he, like, crushes yeah. the cop was a cool moment. Wished uh, the movie would have ended with them getting to the destination and he's, like, not there. <laughs> like, he, like, like, where the hell is he? I don't know. I thought he was on your car, and, he, and they just don't know. <laughs> so you don't know if he's dead somewhere, flew off, is alive, jumped off. I like that more than let's throw him in a chipper and like really put it into this because like, <laughs> dude, you always need hope with these. Like, okay, yep. Lori kills him. Lori moves on with life. But like to kill Michael Myers mm. in that way feels, feels disingenuous, honestly. So it's like now how the hell are they going to do that? It has to be prequel. Mm. Like everything from here on is going to be set pre mm-hmm. going to be period piece pre 2018 multiverse right? bro <laughs> oh my gosh it is it's gonna be the multiverse oh come on 2022 no, you just no, multiverse that no way Lord. <laughs> blame that animated spider-man movie you guys you nerds like so much <laughs> opened up everything that wasn't me <laughs> yeah. turns out ezra miller was michael myers the whole time <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Explains a we, lot, actually. We cannot void his contract. We have to just keep putting him in stuff. He has an incredible agent. He's a rever- he reverse danced us. Exactly. Oh. But I mean, obviously, this thing made, like I said at the top, this thing made double its budget the first weekend. They got to reboot this somehow. Do you do. Haddonfield again with different people. I don't know. I don't know what what you do. But like I said, you could have left this thing open-ended at the end. They're all driving away. Where is he? I don't know. And then you just assume he's gone. Some people people will make their own conclusions, that kind of thing. But to like crush his skull in a chipper was a little like, I don't know. That was kind of felt... Yeah, like they're I'm sure they just, to they just come again. back and be like, actually, that wasn't Michael Myers. His body was somewhere else. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I can see like surviving a fire or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, how they, yeah. they've they 
ended the last right. ones. Like, oh, well, he didn't, right. he wasn't fully burnt up. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. This, that was the only part of the movie I actually thought was, was good. Was like, all right. Be- but, but because I was like, all right, sweet. We're done with this. Awesome. We can move on with our lives. Yeah. And then for the people that hate $40 Halloween, million, dollars, was like, great. okay, all right. I'm an idiot. My bad. I fell for it. My bad. My bad. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not so good. And the way they had the like biblical funeral procession at the end with like carrying the body over the top, like he's the sacrificial Frodo or something was like a weird, weird thing. My favorite part was the cop who was like, this is not the way it's done. And the other guy says, it is tonight. Yeah. Okay. All right, then we party. I was waiting for Lori to slip in. Oh God, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and for her to accidentally fall in the chipper too, and then we're really this thing's really over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought for a second Lori was uh, gonna die because for no other reason than like Jamie Lee can be like, stop effing calling me about this movie. Like it's been my entire life for my entire life. I'm done playing this character, but now they can bring her back. She was pretty bad in this, going to be honest yeah. with you guys. <laughs> was, oh, yeah. I like Jamie Lee most of the time. She's not like my favorite actress. But usually, like, yeah, she's really she's good. I thought she was great in 2018. I thought she was really good in that. Um, not so much here. This is maybe a, a bit of a stretch uh, on what we're, we should be asking her to do at this point. Yeah, so this is uh, towards the bottom of the, the uh, Halloween filmography for me which is sad because like this is supposed to be the end it's supposed to be wrapping up at least the Lori Strode side of things and uh yeah falls out with a dud um but I mean guys they make another one of these can't freaking wait let's go <laughs> let's go I think like with Jason and Ghostface and all like never kill any of them why why would you yeah. yeah, yeah. Lena Dunham's yeah. Halloween in a couple years, and that resets it. I think. We'll... Don't, you, yeah. don't you put that voodoo on us? That's... I almost made the joke of Rob Zombie's Halloween, but that actually worked. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, maybe we can get more. Maybe more singers from bands. We could get Bono's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The like Surge it. guy from System of a Down. Maybe he has a Halloween. Um, yeah. Axel Rose's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Keep going. What <laughs> Scott Stapp's Halloween. Duffy's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and Slash's Halloween. Let's get every Guns N' Roses member to do a take okay. on it. <laughs> All right. Duff's got, he got Johnny Depp immediately. <laughs> He's like, normally I'm a Nightmare on Elm Street loyalist, but. Uh, <laughs> well, he could paint his face white. It made him <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Easily made sense. It's mm. Michael Myers. Duffy. All right. I'm grading this one. It's not an F minus minus because it has Michael like Myers this up. thing doesn't mm-hmm. completely jump the shark. Like this isn't Jason X. Like we're in year twenty four ninety nine and Jason's a cyborg now. Like it doesn't completely betray the <laughs> <laughs> like what what uh, made the first one great. Like it has elements of that, so I can't completely knock it. So I'll go like D minus. Brian, uh, F. Just yeah. a just a straight F. I I've definitely seen three or four worse movies this year. If this isn't in my bottom ten of the year, I'm gonna 
I'm going to be pretty bummed because <laughs> this was terrible. This was terrible. Richard, how about you? I'm going to go F plus because it has Michael Myers in it. <laughs> yeah. So it bumps it up a little bit. I'm exactly. going to go to the old Patton and Richard Barden F plus. Let's hit a weekly recommend, fellas, before we get out of here. How about that? Weekly recommends. What you got for us, Brian? Uh, I'm going to recommend a book that I started, uh, I think I started yesterday. I'm a little. I'm about halfway through. By the way, I finished Pappy Land, which was one of my recommends a couple weeks ago. Might be my favorite book I read this year. So good. I Gosh, Ryan Thompson is so freaking good. Um, really dug it. So another book this week. Uh, it's called Long Road by Stephen Hyden. It is about Pearl Jam. Um, I am an old person and I love dad rock. So uh, Stephen Hyden's one of the best rock writers ever, um, certainly of, of this generation. He's written a couple of really good books. Um, the one that I really dug that everybody, I mean, if you like music at all, you should totally read is his, uh, your favorite band is killing me. Really good, interesting essays. Did some cool stuff with it. Lots of great research. Uh, but yeah, this whole book is about Pearl Jam. It is not a, um, it's not a, a biography. He doesn't have like interviews with the, with the band or whatever. It's just the approach of, of like a fan and a listener and stuff. And I think the interesting thing with him is, uh, that he, he did a podcast series a few years ago about Pearl Jam with Chuck Klosterman, uh, mm-hmm. who wrote, I think the afterward for this book or the forward, I can't remember which. Um, and in that podcast series, he talked about how he hated Pearl Jam when Pearl Jam was uh, new. He was like a Nirvana guy. And um, if you were around during that time, it always felt like you had to be Nirvana or Pearl Jam. You couldn't like both. And he was just like, well, no, Nirvana is the superior band, which I agree with. But now, like in his in his 30s or whatever, it got to a point where he's like, why, why am I like this? These are both good bands. Like, let's just... Let's enjoy both of them. Um, so he comes at it from an interesting perspective, I think. He's a great researcher and a really good writer. And uh, I've really enjoyed the book so far. Um, so, again, it's called Long Road uh, by Stephen Hyden. What about you, Richard? What you got? Man, you know what? I'm going to do the Richard. I'm going to do a bad Richard thing. I'm just going to throw it over to you, Kent, because I've just been on Baby Watch and working all this week. I've not inge- I'm looking. Like, I haven't done anything interesting. Any you recommend books? not... Not getting your wife pregnant. Yeah, that's a bummer. Mm, I've got. So, I read like I read a book called The Happiest Baby. A lot of teaches me how to taught me how to soothe. You could do that, mm. but that's not really useful for everyone. So like I just did a bad, bad job. I'm trying to think of any shows or anything I watch, but I'm like out of stuff. I got to get back into watching and reading and stuff. I've just been getting. I've been painting and putting up stuff in my house. So. I'm just, you know, basketball's back. There you go. The NBA. Yeah. Inside the NBA is back. Inside the NBA. There you go. You're Always a go-to recommend. Charles Barkley just signed for another 10 years. There you go. Inside there the go. NBA. There we go. I'm going to recommend a uh, little doc series. It's only, it's actually just two episodes. I don't know why they <laughs> try to call these limited series when they can just do one movie. I don't understand that. One documentary. But um, it's the Barney doc on Peacock. Did you guys oh, watch this? No, I haven't yet. Sarah has, yeah. Sarah has. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's uh, called I Love You, You Hate Me. And uh, the first episode is really the uh, origins of the show and how it got big. And then the second episode is kind of the backlash, the people talking about how much they hated it and what kind of the cultural phenomenon it was in a negative sense. And so... Um, a lot of it also deals with the creator and uh, 
her son because she created the show. Um, she or what's her name? I can't remember her name, but she created the show basically because her son had nothing to watch and's like, oh, let me just do something on my own. And she got like you know her friend that was in TV to film it. This is all like Dallas based too. Like this is in Plano, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then mm-hmm. it got really big. Like she sold it to local moms, and it got really big on local the local market. They sold out the Majestic Theater in Dallas, and then it got like uh, picked up by PBS after that. And the rest is history. But so yeah, a lot of Dallas history in this thing too. And Barney was like peaking when I was like that. I mean, I think it literally premiered the year I was born or something like that. So it was like made for for my age group and uh, brought back a lot of memories. So. Uh, funny, funny to watch this and couldn't believe there wasn't like a Barney documentary done before this in the, I don't know, four 30, 40 years it was on. That, uh, seems mm-hmm. to be a thing. So yeah, it's two episodes. It's on Peacock. Check it out. Nice. Nice. I'll check that out. That was, that was a big player. Obviously I'm a little older than you guys. And that was, I mean, I knew several people who were, uh, in the show or auditioned for the show mm. or whatever. Cause it was yeah. all. All local here. They have a lot of them on here. And funny thing also is that the guy who played Barney the in the costume uh-huh. is like a tantric sex expert. <laughs> and I was the entire time he was Barney. So Brian, that's a part of played Barney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was uh, quite odd. And now I know why you liked Barney so much. <laughs> but uh yeah so there's like a lot of stuff he's like wait Stang, what Stang about this documentary <laughs> yeah barney the dinosaur i was always a big uh way more of a uh uh crap bj fan <laughs> trying yeah. to think of his his friend <laughs> so to speak and <laughs> i'm a little old for barney i'm like baby uh, bop that was her name baby Sorry. bop um yeah, I'm a little old. I'm I was you know on to Ninja Turtles and stuff by then. I think Kent, mm-hmm. that might be the rare difference between you and me. I was Sesame Street, and then I went straight into like cartoons. I then I would make fun of the mm-hmm. kids that were like you know I was in first grade and I was like kindergartners watch Barney, but I you know I missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm she was already reading Thoreau by then. No, yeah. I, well, I was I was also a little kid, but like you know what I mean. Like it's that no, funny. Those it. lines you yeah. draw are yeah. funny. Yeah. Like I watch grown up stuff. Like the weird thing about me, I've seen every episode of Barney. Nice. Wow. Just kidding. This this year. <laughs> just kidding. It's just I didn't dead know doc that they were still making. I didn't. I thought it was like a three year thing. I didn't there know. is a guy on this doc though that's like our age, and he's like the head of the Barney fan club or whatever. It's very odd. That's normal. He's got an yeah, entire room like- of Barney in his house. Sick. I'm like, I'm like, call some people. Yeah. Just, He's on a watch list already. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 That guy goes to a furry convention. They're all like, dude, yeah. <laughs> get it together. This guy. Hey, yeah. calm down, buddy. Yeah. All right. There it is. There's the Halloween ends review and some weekly Please. recommends on top of it. But it's scary movie season in the VIP. And we're talking the Lost Boys. From 1987, 35 years this year. We're talking about that on the VIP feed this week. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And Brian mentioned we we talked about The Thing on there last mm. week. So that's very recent. Fun talk. 
Yeah, well, listen to that, guys. You did a good job. I had to bell out because my voice was shot, but you guys, this is a good episode. Brian, uh, Brian, spoiler alert, <laughs> likes that movie. So if you want to love that movie, yeah, hear some movie. some praise great of that movie. one, check out the VIP feed. Thanks for being here. Thanks for subscribing. Leave a nice review if you enjoy the podcast. And we'll see you next time at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. Again, scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya, just salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.